It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another quick hit, another little foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. I was discussing some of my favorite themes in the hobby the other day with a friend of mine. And, you know, the usual topics of patience, tolerance, and, you know, analysis came up again and again as we sort of reflected on our own hobby experiences and mindsets. And I've always been sort of consistent yet flexible and I've adhered to many long-held personal beliefs while accruing new knowledge and making adjustments to my mindset as I've needed. I think I've actually evolved a bit, believe it or not. So have you ever asked yourself, what is your hobby mindset? Are you the type of hobbyist who's technical, one of those go-by-the-book types, analyzing every facet of something before you move, you know, everything has to be perfect or it's just a no-go? Or are you more of a spontaneous person, the kind of hobbyist who looks at something, tells yourself, it's just good enough and you make your move? Can this behavior evolve or change over time? I do think so. And here's some examples from my fish geek life that maybe will give you some pause to think. Now, let's talk about selecting fishes. Those of you that know me know that I am really annoying when it comes to selecting fishes for my personal tanks. And it's always been sort of indicative of my personal, I don't know, weirdness. I recall driving my local fish store employees crazy when I was younger because I'd literally spend hours in the store scrutinizing every aspect of a fish before I'd pull the trigger. Or not. That must be why I drove them crazy. I would scrutinize literally like every fin ray, every gill movement. I'd look at every twitch and scratch and correlate it with, you know, known disease symptoms versus regular behaviors for the said species. And I would sometimes bring my reference material like, you know, Axelrod's books for freshwater, maybe early Albert Teal stuff after the dawn of the reef age, notes from Bob Fenner's books and later on. And, you know, I would just geek out. I was a bit odd. (laughs) I guess it really was, but I admit that. Of course, I would second guess everything the local fish store employees said because the books said otherwise. Even though the employees worked with these animals every day of their lives and were in the ideal position to speak from genuine firsthand experience, something which today is always questionable. My first brush with the aquarium keeping dogma, I guess, and it was me being dogmatic. My, how things have changed, right? I've since become sort of the king of anti-regurgitation of stuff you have no personal knowledge about in the hobby, but hey, man. That was where I was in the, you know, in my formative years. And of course, I knew at an early age that I'd never be an impulsive aquarist, one who just makes quick, you know, tank altering decisions on the spur of the moment. I think that mindset might have come about because when you're a kid, you have a 10 gallon tank and, you know, $5 and 67 cents that you've been painstakingly saving for months to spend. You got to be absolutely sure of your purchases. Hey, I mean, I think I was a millennial before the title even existed. I was I was very, very thorough, though, perhaps a bit too thorough. Even as an adult, when I had a 225-gallon tank and much more to spend, I still found myself doing the same thing. Okay, maybe with my iPhone in tow instead of some you know well-worn reference book, but you should have seen me when I would go to the wholesalers here in L.A. for, you know, when I'd buy stuff for Unique Corals, uh, my, well, my prior business, 
it could take me half a day to pick out like five fish or two broodstock coral colonies. And I was just, you know, that was a terrible waste of time. But boy, that's what that's how I would do it. At least when we would obtain stock from like our overseas suppliers, and we'd built up personal relationships to the point where these guys knew our tastes and our tolerances so that it actually became easier and less aggravating to order from them than simply driving down to uh, the airport to check out the wholesalers. Yeah, you can evolve. I now routinely purchase the bulk of the fishes from my personal aquariums sight unseen from online sources as well as the fish store, but often sight unseen, relying solely on the skills and communication from suppliers I've developed a trust relationship with over time. That's more than just good enough. It's, it's good. Now, equipment choices for my tanks are even more subject to analysis and just absurd amount of scrutiny and analysis because, hey, how often do you purchase a new... LED light system, or uh, in the case of a reef aquarium, a protein skimmer or a sump or something like that. Wait, wait, don't answer that, especially if you're a reefer. We love to buy new equipment as casually as a freshwater hobbyist guy buys frozen, you know, frozen brine shrimp or whatever. But seriously, when you're sending, you know, the big bucks in on a critical piece of life supporting equipment, you'll want to get it right. And I spent a lot of time studying this stuff. And with lots of money and the lives of your fishes on the line, the, you know, it makes sense. The problem is there's so many choices of different categories of stuff. You should see, I'm still, my reef tank, which is hopefully coming together sometime later this summer, I am still at this very late date trying to decide between various types, well, not necessarily types and brands, but various numbers and configurations of lighting. Even though I have some friends that are the best, literally the, the authorities in the world on this stuff, I still, you know, I don't always take everything they say. I take what they say and I assimilate it and I still have to research it for myself, which is really stupid. But, you know, that's how I am. And, and then, you know, you know, it's, it's tough, but it's a big deal and it's something you get used to. Of course, impulsiveness or the lack thereof can permeate every aspect of your being in a chorist, including setups and configuring your tank. Now, personally, I'm all over the map on that, as you know. I may not be overly impulsive in terms of additions and purchases, but I can be spur of the moment on tank decisions. Now, what exactly do I mean by that? For example, I'll be, you've seen evidence of this, actually. I'll be like scraping algae or some other mundane maintenance chore on my tank, and then suddenly I'll notice a you know, piece of driftwood or whatever that just seems not right. And I'll be like, hmm, what if I move this guy over here? And of course, that almost always leads to a spontaneous refreshing of the aquarium, often taking hours to complete. Often after numerous iterations, I'll end up right back where I started. Okay, sometimes not as good, but that happens. I'm a little less prone to that nowadays, but you'll see that a lot in a new tank. I have a new tank that I just set up, my new botanical method aquarium. I set it up with this, what I think was a beautiful, highly stylized set of wood and it looked cool and I shared it because you know that's what you do and everybody thought oh that's great and I was like why did everybody like this so much and I'm like looking at it and I'm like because it looks like the stylized you know collection of wood that everybody does I'm like oh man that is not what you like Scott that really wasn't myself and that's something to be said there learn what is you so of course what did i do i sort of started pulling some pieces out and redid it and arrived at something way more natural way more me which is again that's an important lesson in and of itself but somehow i find this process relaxing i guess that's weird so it's entirely possible to be analytical yet calculating on some aspects of aquarium keeping and of course spontaneous on others 
I believe that this behavior applies to many of us. I mean, I, I actually hope it does because sometimes spontaneity puts you right on the edge of your skill or your taste or your abilities. And you, when you reach that oh shit moment, when you pulled that last piece of wood out and you're like, what do I have? What do I do? It sometimes helps you, spurs you on to something different, something good that you never even thought about. And of course, there are a lot of Aquarists who are entirely impulsive, which is why you'll see entire 200-gallon tanks filled with every single plant, fish, or coral imaginable, with rock wool pots sticking out from every conceivable angle, and frag plugs coming out of all the rock, and all sorts of gadgets and stuff like that. Of course, I cannot at all honestly say anything negative about these people, because some of them you know, are these impatient types that keep the aquatic industry in business, all right? So there's a little self-serving aspect there. But on the other hand, we do spend an insane amount of time preaching patience, acceptance, observation, slow moves, all that stuff. So like on a macro level, I think that it's all about slow, deliberate moves. On the micro short-term level, it's often a faster, less rigid mindset. A real sort of a yin-yang approach, which if kept under control and not allowed to go off the rails can result in real progress in the hobby. It's a balance where good enough can result in better than we imagined. Of course, we should always push ourselves, I think, to do our best work and to put the interest of the animals under our care above our own. The same mindset that looks at a new botanical, you know, aquarium filled with fungal covered leaves says natural and and stays the course. That's the same one that will likely cause you to evaluate all of your hobby-related moves and make the decisions in a way that makes the most sense for you. So my advice is to enjoy, embrace, and evolve. Stay quirky, stay open-minded, stay honest with yourself, stay uniquely you, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.